Hello and welcome to Total Recall ASM 19 on the Word on the Go podcast. Throughout this series we're going to be bringing you all the talks and seminars from this year's festival. We hope you enjoy. Welcome everybody, welcome. Awesome. Uh, to start us off we're going to get to know Billy a bit uh, with a game. Actually we're going to get to know Elise as well who is sitting with her laptop. So Elise come on, big round of applause for Elise everyone. Elise is another member of our Hatch team and she'll be doing a workshop tomorrow which is going to explain to you now because the program again not quite what she's going to be doing and also the change of venue for that workshop it will be in the YFC tent not here so Elise tell us more about that yeah, so I'm going to be doing a little bit of a workshop on um, looking at mental health kind of generally, and then we're going to look at an outlet for that, so thinking about our feelings and our emotions and how we can use that, and specifically I'm going to be looking at music and songwriting, so if any of you are poets or songwriters or you have a song on your heart that you think you want to sing, then definitely come along, and there's going to be a few interviews as well with some songwriters, so yeah, it'd be great to see you there. Awesome. So Elise, hang around for a second. We're going to play Two Truths and a Lie. We're going to get to know Elise and Billy a bit better. So Billy, going to go first. Uh, can you tell us uh, three things about yourself? Two of them I would like to be true. One of them I'd like to be a lie. And we'll see if we can, everyone can guess uh, which one is the lie. So good to go? I think so. Awesome. So I have DJed Summer Madness for 10 years in a row. I have played football for my county and my country. And Barack Obama's verified account used to follow me on Twitter. And he only used to follow me because I deleted my Twitter. <laughs> Just. Okay, so let's see. Uh, well, we'll do a vote to see which one we think is true. So if, or which one's a lie. So if you think the first one is a lie, if you think that Billy, sorry, it's gone from my head, Billy, what was the first one? Oh, some man is 10 years in a row DJing. Uh, if you think that's a lie, put your hand up now. Okay, most people think that's probably true. Okay, if you think it's a lie that Billy has played football for his county and his country, put your hands up now. Oh, a lot of doubters there, Billy. They don't believe in your football ability. Okay, and finally, if you think uh, Barack Obama's verified account following Billy was a lie, put your hand up now. They believe that one. Okay, Billy, what is the truth? What's the lie? So it's hard to think back, but I probably have only DJed Summer Madness about eight years in a row. So I have played football for my county when I was really young and a lot skinnier. Um, and I played for my co- country with the Army Cadets. Still counts. So, um, and uh, yeah, Barack Obama randomly followed me on Twitter once. Maybe he wanted me to like do world peace or something, but I said no. There you go. Thank you very much, Billy. Uh, Elise, so two truths and a lie. We're going to find out a little bit more about you. So, Elise, have you had a chance to think about this at all? Yeah, I didn't really Excellent. Think, to pre- think to prepare. Okay. <laughs> so, Elise, uh, we need three things about you. Two true, one lie. Let's see what they are. Okay. Um, it's quite hard. I actually find it hard to lie. So, I'm, I'm struggling to think of a lie. Um, okay. Okay, I've got one. Okay. So, um, I've been married for nearly two years in July. I have a twin, and I was nearly in a movie, which has a weird name. It's called Angus Longs and Perfect Snogging, but it's actually a teen movie and totally appropriate. (laughs) I've heard of that movie. Never seen it. Okay, so let's find out what the lie is. So, Elise, uh, first one, married for almost three years or two years? Two years. Okay, if you think that's a lie, put your hands up now. 
There's no way Elise could be married for almost two years. Okay, so a lot of you think there's no chance. Not happening, Elise. Um, okay, uh, if you think it was a lie that Elise has a twin, put your hand up now. They do not believe you. Okay, and finally, if you think Elise is lying when she says that she had a part, almost had a part, almost had a part in Angus thongs and perfect snogging there we go if you had to lie put your hand up now no they think you almost had a part in that so Elise what is the lie I'd love to be a twin but I'm not sadly so you almost had a part in that film I did yeah the part has anyone seen that the part of Georgia yeah <laughs> how close were you I was into the second to last final round and then yeah so it's quite exciting well that deserves a round of applause thanks very much Elise Okay, so, uh, Billy, let's get let's get going. Oh, I'm not doing any, no way. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll move on to Billy, because we're running out of time rapidly. I'll do choo-choo so I later. Um, okay, so, Billy, uh, who are you, where are you from? My full name is uh, William Thomas Robert Fife, WTR Fife on Instagram, if you want to follow me, do it now. Um, I am from a small village outside of Lurgan, Called Marlin. Uh, yeah, it's closer to Moyer, but I don't like Moyer. <laughs> no offense if you're from Moyer. Actually, there's a lot of offenses. Okay, and um, Billy, w- w- what do you do with yourself on a day-to-day basis? Uh, so yeah, I'm a youth worker. I work as the centre leader in charge of YMCA Portadown. Um, yeah, so that's we have a full packed program of drop-in of projects social action things um, mental health workshops and seminars do lots of schools work um, and it's great I love it we just opened recently just opened a new 1.3 million pound state-of-the-art purpose-built youth center in the heart of poor down so exciting times ahead Excellent. Um, Billy, I've, I think I've known you for not quite sure how long since I did Tom Team, I think, and you were kind of around the St. Jude's crowds and all that. Um, and I've seen you in various different guys. I think one of my earliest memories of seeing Billy at Summer Madness, I think you were singing Jesus, You Are Beautiful on the main stage in King's Hall. Is it a cover of Mika? <laughs> that, I think that's one of my earliest memories of you. Do you want to give us a rendition of that right now? So I had this, I love songwriting, so it's part of what I'll tell you later on. We'll probably touch on it a wee bit today, but I used to take pop songs and turn them into, uh, like, Christian songs. So you know the the song, Big Girls, You Are Beautiful, you know that one? Yeah, so I decided I'd rewrite that into a Christian song. So anyway, it goes, um, Diet Coke and a Pizza, Please, you know that? So I, I had it um, written like this, it was... Um, Little prayer in the Bible, please. Little prayer on a mom and knees, because I'm singing, Jesus, you are beautiful. No, I'm not singing on that. So, yeah, I can't remember doing that on main stage. If I did, I'd be embarrassed for myself. Sure you did. <laughs> well, but uh, maybe not my finest summer madness moment, but probably a fun one. Excellent. Um, so, Billy, I suppose that just goes to show, actually, you've got so many gifts and talents. You've got the youth work side of things, DJing, songwriting, etc. Um how did you discover your gifts and talents and how did you develop them? Rubbish. Rubbish? Yeah. The general term. She just called me. <laughs> <laughs> Hannah, did you just call me rubbish over there? I'll <laughs> 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 oh, get you later. Um, <laughs> this is kind of really awkward. So, no. So, 
I kind of grew up um, around Marilyn and we were really into dance music and uh, loving, the, loving the club tunes and all that kind of stuff. Um, but I kind of discovered my talents, I suppose, um, my love for music whenever I started listening to bands. And then I started, actually my friend Dave here, sta- um, standing there about to drink, um, hopefully a cup of coffee, um, was uh, we decided to make a band. So I actually started off as a rapper. Um, believe it or not, I started laying down beats, um, and I wasn't too bad at it, I wasn't great at it, but uh, yeah, I started off as a rapper, and um, then decided that's so not cool, because like, I'm just a big white guy trying to rap, it's not very good, so um, decided to put that into the cupboard and not ever do that ever again, and picked up a guitar, started playing guitar, started to sing a little bit and uh, started writing songs and I loved doing that so um, and then from that there I stopped uh, gigging and being in bands and t- picked up the decks and uh, started to DJ and it just kind of took off and found myself playing all around the world and doing different bits and pieces so yeah I've discovered it through hard work really you know I think God gives us all gifts and talents um, some of us may not think we're creative, but I think everybody's creative. You just need to work a little bit harder at it and find your niche. Um, and but it does come with hard work. And so I worked hard. I learned to play the guitar. I learned hard. Har- I worked hard to <laughs> attempt to sing. I'm not the best singer, but I can keep a note. But I also worked hard at DJing as well. And so it's like really cool seeing me on a uh, Friday night on stage. Um, knocking out tunes and people going mad and everyone thinks that's cool but it takes a lot of hard work to get to there um, and that's how I discovered it through hard work and determination and just realising that God has given me a talent and I should take it and uh, run run with it um, There's a lot of guys here I know when I was your age I would have been thinking well actually what do I do with my gifts and talents how do I use them in any sort of constructive way particularly I think with creative talents I'm thinking well can I really have a job in that kind of thing so Billy, how have you used your creative talents uh, for God rather than just for yourself? And actually, have they informed how you do youth work and things like that at all? I love all types of music. I love folk music. I love worship music. I love dance music. I love even metal. I am all across um, the genres. I love music. But the thing I love more than I love music is I love Jesus. Um, And I've had great opportunities um, through... I believe just my relationship with Jesus and through the community that I find myself in of people who love Jesus I've been able to have incredible opportunities to DJ at things like Summer Madness to DJ in Germany to DJ over in Canada and the States like it's been really really cool Um, and for me as much as it is flattering I suppose that people enjoy themselves and um, want to have conversations about that kind of stuff for me it's always about giving back to God you know so I believe that God gives us life and life in all its fullness and when he's given me this talent and given me this burst of creativity I want to use that to glorify him and everything else comes secondary Um, and I just love to just have a party have a good time and I glorify God and that is you probably heard last night I don't use any swear words in any of my songs. I try to keep it as clean as I can, so there's no innuendos or any kind of sexy prerogative songs. Um, except for every time we touch, that's just a banger, though. Um, <laughs> but uh, 
I just had to play that though. Anyhow, moving on. But yeah, it's just, for me, it's totally about, I have this gift. Um, I've been given opportunities to learn to play guitar and be able to sing um, and have these incredible um, audiences and just being able to give God the glory and all that. Um, and it's great, you know, to DJ and DJ lots of things and be able to get paid to do that is great. But again, as I said, that I DJed Summer Madness for the first five years, six years, and didn't get paid. I did it for the love of it. And then... I just had to pay bills and stuff, so <laughs> DJ here is not cheap. So um, yeah, but it's great, and I just I just love the opportunity. I love seeing you guys go nuts too. So um, you mentioned uh, community uh, a little bit a few minutes ago, and actually that just got me thinking: who are the people in your life have influenced and mentored you creative, creatively, but also in your faith as well? And how have they impacted what you're doing today? Yeah, so, in a faith side, in terms of my actual faith and my journey of faith, I've had really great spiritual mentors who have pointed me in, in the way and towards kind of what I believe is my calling in life and in my leadership. Um, so people like Stephen McCready, he used to be the National Director of Youth for Christ. Um, he was a great role model. Um, in later years, I had my friend Pete Kernigan. His wife is a PDK, PDYK. He's DJing Monday night. Me and him are very, very good friends. And he's actually not only on a DJ side and really encouraged me and pushed me on and taught me, but also in terms of faith and life perspective um, helped me so much. And then in, in later years, too, people, ministers and bosses like... Canon Simon Dugan and Bally Home um, have been real influential in, in my life and helped me just to uh, grow and develop, but also have the space to make mistakes. Um, I don't know if you guys have people in your life or if you're struggling in your faith or in, in your life, but I feel that it is incredibly important that you find people in your life who give you fresh perspective. Who here has ever had a conversation with somebody and they've told you to do something and you've hated it, but went to somebody else who you trust and they've told you the same thing and you're like, oh, that makes sense. Anybody else had that experience before? Yeah, that's kind of weird. Um, but it's about finding those people, those confidants, those people in your inner circle who you can find to give you fresh perspective, but also give you space to make mistakes and space to grow. Um, so yeah, those will be the people. Peter YK, Steve McCready, Canon Simon Dugan, legend, <laughs> and uh, yeah. Um, before we get on, sort of looking at sort of mental health issues, uh, in terms of that creativity, where what would you recommend in terms of if these guys wanted to start uh, creatively, whether it be playing guitar, DJing, whatever it might be for these guys, what do you recommend in terms of just getting going, exploring those gifts and talents? What what have you learned that maybe you could pass on? So you being that mentor to these guys. Does anybody here write poetry? Hands up. Own it. That's the first thing you need to do right now is own it. So if I call out something that you do and you do it in a secret, own it. So anybody here write poetry? Awesome. Anybody here write songs? Anybody here write journals? Anybody here like write just music? This guy over here. 
So, one of the things I have learned, and I think it's really good, is write crap songs, write terrible poems, but keep going. Don't let. I see some of the earlier songs that I, I wrote a song about this girl I like, fancy called Rachel. And honestly, it's the most shocking song. It had one chord, and it was just, and it was terrible. Then I wrote a song about a field. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't too bad, Dave. They don't end up in one of our EPs, uh, definitely. And um, and it's just, it's a process. It's a journey. You, you write terrible songs. You write really terrible songs. And then you start to get a wee bit better, and um, you just learn and listen. Gain, get influence in your life, get inspiration in your life, open your mind to all types of music, um, from folk music right down to the heavy metal stuff, and just let it expand your mind, um, and just keep working, work hard, and uh, be determined to grow, and put yourself out there, own it, and put yourself out there, um, gig, tell your friends, do a storytelling night, Share poems, throw something up on Facebook, write a creative blog, or put up something on Instagram. Um, just express yourself in all kind of places that you can. Um, some will be terrible, some people will laugh at you, some people will just make fun of you. And you know what? They're probably just as insecure. But just get yourself out there, do your thing, chicken wing, and honestly, you will grow and you'll see yourself develop. And you'll look back at the songs and go, yeah, that was really bad, what was I doing, I'm ashamed of myself, why did I sing out on main stage of Summer Madness? And then you realise and see your journey to the songs you've written today and I think you'll see the growth there and the development and you'll see that I'll play some songs tonight that I um, penned years ago, two songs I penned even yesterday and in the last few months um, and just putting yourself out there you guys might hate the songs tonight and I'm okay with that because they're for me and they're for my process and they're for my journey and um, if you don't like them that's your that's your, that's cool I'm okay with that but if it's for me write the songs for you and don't be afraid to share them because they might help somebody else I think one of the things you just kept saying there was that own it and for me that really resonates uh, that idea of actually when I was your age I didn't own my gifts and talents it would have been a case of oh well if I have step out into drama whatever it is actually I feel like people might criticize me might not be good enough etc so there's a lot of fear there um, and then looking at mental health has fear ever got in the way of that creativity that stopped you at all have you how do you deal with that fear is there fear going on stage etc I am always scared going on stage I'm always nervous I'm always excited even though I'll try to be the big lad and tell you I'm not nervous I'm always nervous but that nervousness is just shows me and tells me that I, that I care, that I care about what I'm about to do. One because I'm probably getting paid to do it in terms of like the DJing thing, um, but also it just also shows me that I'm human. Um, and it's it's allowing to go. I'm scared. I'm nervous, and that's okay. That's normal. That shows me that I'm human. But it's learning to control that and the more you do it the more it gets easier 
So I've DJed in front of 3,000 people in Germany before. I literally stepped up these big steps onto a stage, looked out, and there was people from all over Europe with flags going everywhere. I looked up and went, oh my. Probably a wee bit more explicit, but I was like, oh my. And I looked down and just said, those are my DJ decks. The same DJ decks that I use in my bedroom. And I hit play and away I went. And see, when the crowd goes off, it was great. So, yeah, there's always fear there. Um, there's always insecurity. But it's learning to just own that. And just channel that. Um, and just get yourself out there. You're going to make mistakes. I make mistakes. I used DJ on a wedding on Wednesday night. And I hit play on the song that was playing. And it stopped. And they just looked at me and I was like, Oh, yeah, we'll see you later. Back in a go. And I was in the middle of the Spice Girls as well, so it was even awkwarder. Um, so, yeah, fear always plays a part, but it's just owning it and going with it. And if you make a mistake, just picking yourself up and going again. It strikes me there that actually what you're doing as well is you're, you're trusting and accepting in the gifts that, that God's given you. And so, actually, if God's given me this, then I can do this. Um, so that's that's really encouraging. Thinking of, of mental health, then, how does uh, mental health affect your creativity? And then the other way around, how does your creativity affect your mental health? So first one, how does mental health affect your creativity? I think some of the best songs I've written has been in some of the darkest times I've been in. Um, but also sometimes in those darkest moments... I haven't been able to write a song and it's all about this one word for me and it's process and for me it's about finding something to help me process the emotion that is going on going on inside my heart and inside my head and inside my soul and for me I just love um, here's the reality of it is this is what I find in my life I'm 30 years old I've lived a long time and I have realized, somebody laughed, they must be older than me. Um, so I've realized this, life is hard, it's tough, it's not easy. You have to work hard, you have to put your head down, and you have to knuckle down. And life is tough, it's the reality of it. Don't get me wrong, there's good times and they're ruling, but life is tough. And for me, to find something that helps me process all the rubbish and all the struggles and difficulties that I have that I don't know how to does anybody here hate to sit down and just okay. talk to somebody about how you're feeling anybody else like I just like I imagine the boys in the room not to single the boys out but Boys especially, and men especially, we do not like to talk because one, we probably feel that we're just being a melt, um, but also we just don't know how to put words to our emotions, and we just don't know how to just get it out into constructive sentences that will actually help. And for me, with songwriting and my creativity, for me it's like attempting to find a reset button. It's about trying to find a space in my head and in my heart 
I'm using the vehicle of my creativity. And it's normally with the guitar. DJ and I don't write and make any tracks or anything like that. I just don't have the time for that. But I do like playing piano and guitar. Um, and it's just finding that process just to go... <sighs> that was really hard. And I just need to write. So what I'll do is I'll just hit chords, play tunes, and just sing. And just let my heart pour out. Sometimes they come out in ways that sound, hmm, that's amazing, that sounds really deep and thoughtful and like profound. And then other times you write songs about great white buffaloes and um, your mate's ex-girlfriends, it's kind of weird. Um, but for me it's all about finding that process. And so that, for that's for example, that song, The Great White Buffalo, my friend came to my house and was having a really hard time because he, as this is going to be running later on, but he, had, he fell in love with a girl, they broke up, really sad, anyway, um, and she got engaged to another guy, and he was heartbroken about that because he thought he might have got her back, so I wrote him a song about it. And it is funny, it's a funny song, come back later on, you'll hear it. Um, and, uh, plug, um, but then there's other times where, in crisis of faith, I have stopped and said, God, I don't believe you're real right now, because I have these questions, and I have these doubts, and I have these fears, and I've got this anger that I don't know how to consume and process. And the more I play it, the more I let it flow. And then another song might come, which might mean a different part of that journey. And it's just, yeah, it's just doing that. I totally forgot what your question was, but yeah, you've got two. <laughs> so, yeah, just let it go, let it go. Um, yeah, you touched on it there on kind of that connection between your mental health and your relationship with, with God. Um, and actually how the two can sort of wrestle with each other a bit. Um, can you tell us a little bit about that, whether it's, I don't know whether you're sort of saving that for tonight a bit or whether you want to share a little bit about that now, but actually, yeah, sort of, how does your mental health affect your relationship with God? Um. I always find that I'm either in my faith thriving or surviving. Anybody else get like that? You're either thriving, loving life, we're just about surviving. And for me, in my relationship with God and my mental health, whenever I'm down in the dumps, or when I'm really struggling with things, I find myself surviving. But I have this, um, this um, person in Jesus who gives me the grace, who gives me the love, and gives me the mercy, and gives me the space to actually be, th to be thriving. I don't know what, peop what people are going through in this room tonight, but I don't know where your mental health state is at, but it doesn't move from surviving to thriving overnight. It's a journey. It can take, so whenever I was younger, um, well not even younger, it was like three years ago, four years ago, I was suffering from depression. Um, I didn't really tell many people about it, just a few close friends. Um, and somebody prayed for me one night. And in that moment, 
I felt myself, <laughs> this, this is the only way I know how to describe it, vomited up and I felt a joy come over my life and I just started laughing and I, w I hadn't laughed like that in years. So it was an overnight thing. It was like something needed to break, something needed to happen there and then and God moved because God can do anything. So no matter how far you think you've went into your mental health or into your depression or into your self-harm or whatever you are doing, God has the ability to break in like that. Now that may, may mean that he breaks in at the start of your journey and then there's a journey to go with Jesus or you can come in in the moment and bring healing, restoration and wholeness. But God has the ability, and I always say to people, people that I work alongside, I just say, talk to Jesus about it. I remember nights whenever I was lying in bed, and I just had all sorts of thoughts going through my head, and I just prayed, this is not from you, Jesus. You say that you're for me, not against me. So these thoughts that are against me are not from you, so I'm, in Jesus' name, removing them from my mind. You said that you give me life and life to the full. This life that I'm living where I don't want to leave my house, where I don't want to socialize, where I just don't feel like getting out of bed in the morning. That's not life in all its fullness. You know, earlier on in that verse it says, a thief comes to steal and destroy. Nothing health can do that. If we let it. But I believe that Jesus is good all the time. And all the time he is good. And it's about taking these moments to just recognize and say to myself that it's okay to not be okay. We hear that a lot. That seems to be the wee tagline we hear about mental health these days. It's okay not to be okay. But I find in my journey, this may not work for you, so disclaimer on this, where people say it's okay to not be okay. I want to add to that and say that it's not okay for you to stay that way because God has greater things for you. God says, I will give you life in all its fullness, that you will do all things in my name. That's a bit pressing into that. Each one of our journeys looks different. And it's just about realizing that there's nothing we can do to make God love us more and there's nothing we can do to make God love us less. But it's about just owning this, what we have, and saying it's okay to not be okay. But it's okay, it's not okay to stay that way. But to press in and go that Jesus loves me. And he has so much grace and mercy for me. That maybe it's actually okay for me to give that to myself. So yeah, that's kind of my journey with God and mental health. It, it's, it's always there. It's always like lingering, I suppose, but it's just being able to go have access to something that's bigger than that. Like medication and doctors are so great and brilliant at what they do. And counsellors as well and it's good to talk to people 
and I just think it's even amazing actually we can use those resources but also have the resource of an incredible powerful God he says he loves you that he cares for you as we know that he's good that he's faithful and he's for us not against us thanks for your your honesty Billy um, I really, really appreciate that. Uh, I've just got one more question along those lines, and I'm going to throw it open to the floor. So, if you've got questions for Billy, start thinking. Um, but yeah, I suppose what struck me as you were talking there, just the idea of you talked about sort of that deliverance from from depression. I'm just wondering, what's it, what's it like in the midst of that depression? Uh, I'm just aware that actually, in a room this size, there's going to be people here who are suffering from anxiety, depression, all sorts of things like that, and actually. It's so helpful to know actually that people have been there as well. Um, so what does it what does it feel like in the midst of that? And also, how do you how do you keep your head up in the midst of that? How do you find any hope? The first word that came to my head was it's really really hard. It's really hard. Some days you don't want to wake up in the morning, and when you do wake up, you don't want to get out of bed. Someday you don't want to see anybody. You don't want to do anything. And you just go through rhythms. And it's hard. You ask all questions. Why? Why me? Why them? You know, and it's hard. And. Yeah. It's very cloudy. You don't know where you're going. Sometimes you pull yourself up and you're just like, I don't know what tomorrow brings or the day after that. But for me, it's about taking each day as it comes. And slowly and maturely as you journey through that process, where the journey's long, the journey's hard and the journey's dark. It gets a little bit easier. You learn each bump in the road. You learn little techniques to get yourself up again. You learn ways and words to articulate how you're feeling. And you just find a space in your heart to give yourself a little bit more grace. We're very good at forgive, for accepting God's forgiveness. And we're very good at accepting other people's forgiveness. But I actually believe this is for somebody in this room today. It's okay to forgive yourself. And you might need to do that before you continue the next step. So during like times whenever years ago I used to have what I described as blowouts, where I would just go out and get drunk. Just go out and party with my mates. And just... Yeah. I didn't feel anything other than... My stomach. I didn't fulfill anything. I just found myself waking up the next morning feeling even worse. And... For me... I just had to take a step back remove myself from the equation and say, God, 
I'm gonna settle here and realize that I'm not okay. But I'm not just gonna settle here and stay here for the rest of my life where I'm just going like, hi guys, my name is Billy and I have depression. But actually, I'm gonna take the bull by the horns and go, I'm gonna fight you. I'm gonna punch you right between the eyeballs with all that I have and with all, with all that I have got. As I said, this is my journey. This is how I had to do it. Is recognizing the stuff within me and the hurt that was with, that is within me still, and go, you do not own me. Jesus owns me, and He says that I am beloved, that I am worthy, worthy enough that He would die for me that I can punch that thing between the eyes that's trying to hold me back and hold me down. And it's constantly about bringing yourself back and saying, Jesus, I don't know what to do here, but I'm sure that you do. Break through right now in this life of mine and break this. And as I say, that might happen overnight, well, that might happen over a course as walls start crumbling down and the things start to unravel. But as it says, mental health, mental illness is all a journey. But it takes a choice. It takes us making a choice to say, I'm not okay. And that's okay. Accepting it, knowing it, but saying it doesn't have to be this way, and I'm not going to stay this way. And finding the vehicles it is that will move you along in the journey, whether that is doctors, counselors, medication, lots of prayer. You'll need lots of prayer regardless of what you choose, but getting community around you, people who you know care about you. Here's a wee tip. Top tip. Everyone say top tip. Come on, you do better than that. Everyone say top tip. Here's something I've learned. In life, you get criticism. In life, you get a lot of encouragement. Encouragement? <laughs> That's not even a word. So you get criticism and encouragement. And it's not very good to get criticism. Nobody likes to get criticized. And it's great to get encouraged. But here's something that I've learned. You see, unless these pe the people you have in inner circles, anybody here got like their inner circle, like their confidants, like your people that you really trust, like even your best friend might not even be in that because you have that one best friend who you know when they speak, they speak truth and they speak life and they speak love into your life. And then you might have your parents or mentors or ministers or youth workers or whoever. See unless they're not in. See unless those people are in your inner circle. See the criticism from outside that your inner circle. Then you don't need to hear that. Who are they to speak that over your life? But you see the encouragement as well. Thank them for it, but also put it to the side as well. It's great to hear encouragement. Don't get me wrong. I love to be encouraged, but sometimes it can be flattery. 
And for me, it's actually taking the people who I trust and go, they're the people in my life that want to see me win. They don't want to see me fall or lose or fail. So when they criticize you, they're criticizing you for a good reason. Take it, process it, learn from it, move on. And the same with the encouragement, take it. But just as people who are outside your circle, don't let it get to your head. Just let it sink into your heart and say, I'm good at that, but keep moving, keep growing. Thanks, Billy. Um, so there's one thing that struck me there in a thread between some of that mental health stuff and also the, the creativity was in both contexts you said own it uh, accept it and actually with our creativity with a gift and talent we have to accept that we have it and own it and use it with mental health issues mental, mental illness actually we have to acknowledge that it's there before we can do something about it um, and one can then feed the other as well I'm sure uh, we're going to open it up to the floor uh, if you have any questions it could be about creativity uh, mental illness mental health um, does anyone have any questions for Billy? Just be about DJing or anything at all? Any questions? Hands up if you do. No? That is all right. Okay. Um, cool. Billy, thank you so much for, for sharing with us. Um, I know I've been blessed just talking to you. I'm sure these guys have too. Uh, would it be okay if we prayed for you? Awesome. Um, so if you want to put a hand out to Billy that's cool if you don't that's also cool uh, so let's just pray for Billy um, and thank him for for what he shared uh, thank God for what he shared with us uh, this afternoon um, Father God I uh, I thank you for who you are I thank you that you are a big big God and I thank you that you are bigger than um, bigger than depression bigger than anxiety and Father, I thank you for what you have done in Billy's life, for his testimony of seeing you move uh, through the darkest times. And so, Father, thank you for what Billy shared today. Um, thank you for his heart for, for you and your people. Thank you for his incredible gifts and talents, his humor, his joy. And thank you for what you're doing through him. And Father, I just want to pray for for each and every person in this tent now as well. Um, will you speak to us all this weekend? Will you move us to acknowledge our gifts, accept that we have them and, and enable us to use them? Will you give us mentors and people who will encourage us in those gifts? And Father, will you also move us to accept and acknowledge that actually we have mental health issues as well? Will you help us to, to find the right people to talk to over this weekend? Uh, will you help us to seek prayer, seek, seek your, your word in those situations? So, Father, we thank you again for who you are. We thank you for that you are over it all. Amen. Can I just encourage everybody in this room and whoever is outside listening? Summer madness has always been significant in my life. And you know what breaks my heart? to see young people with hearts that are breaking with the issues that they're facing each day and I see it on a day to day basis so what my prayer is for each and one of you guys this weekend is that you take space 
to throw yourself in the deep end with God. Throw your hands up and worship if that's your thing. Pray out loud. Dig deep. Give yourself some space to love yourself, to give yourself grace, and to give yourself a little bit of forgiveness and mercy. Thank you so much, guys, for listening. These have been awesome. Cheers. Thank you for listening to Word on the Go. For more information about the festival or to contact us, please visit us at www.summermadness.co.uk forward slash festival or reach out to us across our social media platforms.